Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Monday, September 19th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Markets are bracing for several big interest rate moves this week. Tech IPOs have gone AWOL. And we'll take a look inside Celsius Network. That's the multi-billion dollar cryptocurrency lender that's now in bankruptcy. You know, one of the things I heard over and over in reporting is for much of the company's history, internally, they found it difficult to understand what assets they had easily. The FT's Kadam Shubra will tell us about his investigation into the company's collapse and who's gotten burned. I'm Jess Smith, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. This week, policymakers are meeting at the Bank of England and the central banks of Norway, Sweden, and Switzerland. Oh, yes, and the U.S. Federal Reserve. They'll be talking about interest rates. And we don't know exactly what they'll do, but we do know that markets are expecting faster and more aggressive rate hikes. Here's the FT's Colby Smith. Well, we've heard from um, various central bankers hearkening back to the 70s and 80s when inflation was uh, running out of control and how destabilizing that situation was. And what we hear is that mistake uh, cannot be made again. And so essentially, uh, central bankers hold this incredibly high conviction um, that they need to get inflation down and they need to slow down the uh, economy. They want to see growth slowing across the board. Colby, what are economists saying? I mean, the Fed is widely expected to raise rates by three quarters of a percentage point this week. But beyond that, how high do economists see rates going? What economists are more broadly expecting, and this is based off a survey we just ran in partnership with uh, the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business, those economists expect rates to rise at least above 4% throughout this tightening cycle. And a substantial proportion of the economists that we also surveyed uh, think that rates might need, need to eventually top 5%. So as markets readjust to this, what do you expect investors to do? I think people are expecting a lot more volatility. We've also seen a repricing of the U.S. government bond prices. So major sell-offs across the board there as yields have uh, creeped higher alongside, uh, you know, changing market expectations. But overall, uh, I, I think this could become a dicey moment, especially for stocks in particular and other risky assets. I think that officials are really coming around to the notion that the economy is going to have to slow considerably. It's likely that we're going to see higher unemployment across the country as well. And uh, that's not a really hospitable environment uh, for risky assets. Colby Smith is the FT's U.S. economics editor. This new environment of rising interest rates has hit technology stocks especially hard, and it's making technology companies reluctant to list on the public markets. We're now about to enter the longest drought in major tech IPOs this century. According to Morgan Stanley, this week it'll be 238 days without a tech IPO worth more than $50 million. That's longer than the record set after the 2008 financial crisis and after the dot-com crash of the early 2000s. One banker pointed to all the uncertainty in the market, but he also said tech companies raised so much private capital before the downturn, there isn't the same sense of urgency to list.
One of the biggest cryptocurrency companies went bankrupt this summer, and its founder has been accused of running it like a Ponzi scheme. Top stories. First up, embattled crypto lender Celsius has filed for bankruptcy. In a statement released on Wednesday, Celsius said it would look to stabilize its business. Celsius Network was founded five years ago, and it positioned itself as a bank for the crypto world. Customers could deposit crypto assets into an account and earn interest. Hundreds of thousands of people signed on. At one point, the company had $25 billion of customers' assets. The FT's Cotton Schuber began reporting on Celsius last October when it received a major investment. It was like their biggest funding round, $400 million from two big investors, a U.S. investment group, Westcap, and Canada's second largest pension fund, CDPQ. The total amount increased to $600 million at the end of the round. This was a big moment for the company, valued them at $3 billion, gave them the credibility of having blue chip investors. And it gave the company ammunition against regulators who'd been cracking down on crypto companies and were skeptical of Celsius's core product. It was like an interest-bearing account for your crypto. So you gave them crypto and then they would give you, you know, 6% a year, 10% a year. On certain sort of crypto assets, 18% a year. It was seductively high. And Celsius also touted the product as safe. Plus, Investing in Celsius came with a whole community of believers. They called themselves Celsians. Their leader was the company founder and CEO, Alex Mashinsky. All right. For those of you who are not convinced about this is the way, we brought you some props. And That's Mashinsky in one of his regular Ask Me Anything YouTube videos. He's wearing one of his signature black T-shirts with a pro-crypto slogan. And his voice is muffled because he's wearing a mask of the Star Wars character, the Mandalorian. You can hear him bond with a guest over Star Wars. Sorry, sorry. I'll put on my Han Solo hat. Mashinsky is a former telecoms entrepreneur, and Cottam says he has a real marketer's approach. His approach to the business was riding off this kind of post-financial crisis, uh, hatred of big banks, you know, the big guys letting, ripping off the little guys. He was here to fix banking. You know, he was taking the money from the big institutions that Celsius lent to and then giving it to the little guy, which was Celsius customers. But when Cottam looked into how Mashinsky was running the company, a couple things seemed curious to him. We just couldn't really understand the figures in the account. Celsius's accounts were not that clear, and that's something that we struggled with. We were trying to get our head around, wait, how is this business actually working? How much money is it making? The second thing, which was, I remember very vividly, one of the accusations that the state regulators had made was that Celsius was trading with customer assets. And it was right there in the company's financial accounts. Cotton could see it. So he asked Mashinsky about it. And he flat out denied it. He said, no, we don't trade customer assets. That's not how we generate the interest that we give to our customers. And, you know, we've, not, we've since discovered that actually the company did trade customer assets. They had a trading team. They had traders uh, in lots of jurisdictions around the world. Celsius was also putting customers' deposits into risky, untested investments. Cottam also discovered that Celsius was pouring cash into a Bitcoin mining business. And the company was losing money because it was paying out more in interest than it could generate. Then in June of this year, this happened. Well, crypto lender Celsius has paused withdrawal swaps and transfers on its platform, fueling a broader sell-off already taking place in digital assets. The following month, Celsius filed for bankruptcy. 
it's important to understand that there's a very real human impact here. There's about 300,000 people uh, who had balances of, say, $100 or more. Um, and obviously, there's a, you know, a, a number who have balances in the millions. A lot of Celsius customers were unsophisticated investors. They say they didn't have a deep understanding of the risks they were taking, and they were putting their real, non-digital money into this largely unregulated and uninsured product. Now, you could say it's a risk they took. It's a choice they made, and they should take responsibility. Kadim kind of agrees. It is, you know, it is perfectly reasonable to point out that that is not a very smart thing to do, but that is how humans will behave. You know, you will have people marketing products very effectively, and people really will put all their money into it. And so we have to ask ourselves, what can we do to you know, mitigate the potential harms that come from that unavoidable and you know, human behavior that you see time and time again with you know, financial products? Celsius says it has a plan to get out of bankruptcy using proceeds from its cryptocurrency mining business. Last week, the bankruptcy judge approved the government's request to appoint an independent investigator. Meanwhile, Celsius customers are waiting to see when they'll get their money back and how much. You can read more on... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. All these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news.